Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Kanthala of Hamilton Healthcare System. Dr. Kanthala is a board-certified internal medicine and geriatric medicine physician at Hamilton Healthcare System. Dr. Kanthala serves as medical director for Hamilton Home Health as well as medical director for Hamilton Long-Term Healthcare Facilities, which include Regency Park, Ridgewood Manor, and Quentin Health and Rehabilitation Center. Dr. Kanthala completed his residency training in internal medicine at the Unity Hospital Rochester Regional Health in Rochester, New York, following with his fellowship in geriatric medicine at VAMC Miami Jackson Memorial Hospital, University of Miami in Florida. Dr. Kanthala Today we're going to be talking about caregiver burnout and how it's an unrecognized condition in our community. Could you explain exactly what caregiver burnout is? Caregiver burden or burnout, as the words suggest, is a series of negative responses that occur while undertaking the role of primary caregiver. Currently about 44 million Americans are active caregivers. And uh, per a U.S. Uh, census report in 2020, about one in three experience caregiver burden. And of half of them give about 20 hours a week for the care receiver. And that's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. Are there any warning signs of caregiver burnout? There are um, mostly physical symptoms such as headache, neck pain, back pain, some emotional symptoms such as persistent irritability, hopelessness, anger issues. Um, That's why the caregiver burden or stress is considered both objective and subjective. Subjective refers to what emotional responses are of a caregiver. Mm -hmm such as fatigue or the perception of current state of caregiving. And then it's objective, more on what the stress reflects on care responsibility assumed by the caregiver, which is the measurement based on what type of care is needed for the recipient. So it's very objective and very subjective. Yeah, when it comes to a caregiver, what do you think that the the main cause is of burnout for a caregiver? What do they do that just really it causes that burnout? So it's a multifactorial uh, issue in the background. So most often we see inadequate budget planning or lack of financial resources or they have multiple responsibility conflict um, and lack of social activities for the caregiver per se. You know, that caregiver, very important to, of course, the patient, but there there is that, that burnout that we're talking about. Who do you think is more likely to experience caregiver burnout? The literature and studies suggest being female, spending higher number of hours providing care or depression, financial stress of taking care of the recipient, social isolation, and lack of choice in being a primary caregiver. One of the most likely people who can experience caregiver burnout. Yeah, I would think that is a, a big problem when it comes to, uh, to giving care to someone, that the, especially if you have one caregiver. Uh, do you have any tips to reduce that caregiver stress? Yes, the best part is uh, the techniques to reduce stress. It is unique for each individual, so it's very doable, but it is not going to be easy in the beginning. Please self-reflect on our own wellness. Identify the caregiver strain patterns. Determine the roles early on. And time is of essence because as time goes on, you'll be an expert in taking care of those uh, recipient issues. 
And once I get you, you will get used to it, but you will actually understand how to take care of a specific issue for the recipient. And you say ladies sometimes suffer from this more than men? Uh, because they are amazing. I mean, they can take up so many roles uh, even at the moment. So they try to do many things at a time and make sure they're 100% done. Mm-hmm. So that could cause more caregiver burnout or burden on them. I understand. Now, for the caregivers that are listening, if they feel like they need professional help, how could they go about seeking that help? Yes. Speak to your healthcare professional, please. Uh, Reach out to the community case managers. Ask for help. When a friend or family member offers to help, accept the offer. That's the biggest thing because you would want to do things the way you're doing it, Mm -hmm. but you would not recognize the caregiver burnout. So please accept their help. They're your friends. They're your family. They know what's happening with you. Take the help. Suggest specific things they can do. Don't just be open saying, all right, help me out. I don't know what I do. Because you were doing all this while. You just need help in specific things that you cannot do or can do. If no one offers to help, please take the initiative and ask them, which is more important. That's right, yes. And, yeah. uh, but it, they're, they're going to ask. They're going to ask. You'll be surprised. Really? Yes, because uh, to ask for help is feeling uh, vulnerable. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking they're friends and family. They're going to ask if they can help. If they are there and they know what's happening. Right. Because most of them know I can close the doors and cry rather than feel vulnerable. Yeah. So educate yourself about the receiver's condition. Say, for example, they have uh, congestive heart failure advanced. What do they need? Do they need help in transferring out of the bed to the chair? Or if it's a person with Alzheimer's dementia, um, do they need verbal cueing on how to get things done? Hold a fork, honey. Hold it in the right hand. Okay, now... Munch. Look at my mouth. Okay, munch. This is how you munch. Literally like teaching a two-year-old, a three-year-old kid or toddler how to do things again. It's hard for us to perceive our own loved one has gone back those milestones down. But if you take time and show sometimes for those uh, dementia patients how to do things, they would repeat it. And that's one of the examples. If it's a cancer pain patient, see what's triggering it. Is it a specific movement or is it just generalized pain? And don't let the pain go to 7 to 10 on 10. Start taking the pain medication as early as when they are 4 or 5 so that they won't reach 7 or 10. And then makes them functional with the pain they have. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Of course, you're depending on the patient telling you, letting you know when the pain is increasing. Yes. And sometimes much. you have to ask. Or you can see. Or you, you can, can see. see, I'm sure, yes. You're frowning, you're breathing hard, or you're getting irritable easily. You're not knowing how to tell things. Think about a kid. They have nonverbal cues, and you know. You have a chemistry. You know what's happening. So it's important the, just to see. The same with your patient. Exactly, sir. And... Technology is best used. Telehealth visits, online discussion groups, uh, look for ideas that promote your own loved one's independence. Like if they want, if they like to carry their plate to the sink, let them do it. Uh, if they would uh, like to walk to the front porch and walk to the mailbox with you, do it. Yeah, keep them moving. You said earlier movement is so important. Yes, move it or you lose it. <laughs> move it or you lose it. That's right. Now, what types of caregivers do you feel are most at risk when it comes to burnout? Single siblings, okay. single child, people or persons who do third shift or night shift workers, people with functional disability like inability to drive, hearing loss, or are legally blind, or have some kind of mental disability with history of depression, bipolar, or schizophrenia, or are socially isolated caregivers. They're at higher uh, risk of burnout. Yeah, I would think so. Just just a one-person caregiver. You, you, it it yeah. takes more than one person. It yes. takes Now, if let's say someone doesn't have any help, uh, what caregiving services can people find 
in our community? Uh, in our community, it might be just around the corner. Um, one of the best resources you can think is uh, go to www.hamiltonhealth.com and go down to the health tools mm-hmm. and scroll to the quiz on caregiving. It will guide you to resources such as Caregiver Action Network and or Aging Care. They are online resources that you can seek out for understanding caregiver burnout. Now, I'll circle back on the caregivers seeking professional help, if you're not sure about talking to a healthcare professional, then reach out to the online groups for support. There are a lot of national, local groups in aging care for older adults that you can reach out to if you're uncomfortable to just speak out to the healthcare professional. And the personal counseling works early on only, and the group therapy works more on recurrent stress right. with caregiver burden. So reach out. Reach out. Reach out. You don't want that burnout. You don't want that burden on you because uh, you want to care for your loved one, but there is that caregiver burnout. There is that caregiver burnout. It's important. Burnout. It's serious. Um, it's actually cost a lot of uh, personal distress, financial distress, unless you find out the ways to relax. Dr. Kanthala, thank you so much for sharing all that great information. If you could leave our listeners with just a word of advice, what would that be? Budget the course early in caregiver role. Seek help. Take care of yourself. Reward yourself. You deserve it. It's a job, and it's a job well done, so please reward yourself. For more information about Hamilton Family Medicine Clinic or to schedule an appointment with Dr. Kanthala, call 706-686-8015 or visit hamiltonhealth.com family. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 